podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mentzel, and another seesawing epic ashes test is underway at the Wacker. Let's head straight to Perth and hear from our reporters on the ground. Thanks, Manners, and uh, a very special guest tonight on our podcast, the great Shield Berry, lead cricket writer for the London Telegraph, and the man who may have seen more tests than any other person alive. Shield, what's your latest total? Uh, Well, England are coming up to 1,000, and I've seen under half, but not much. About 450, I think. 450 tests, and this could be one of the best of the lot. Uh, you must have been overjoyed by the England fight back today. Tell us one thing about that struck you about Johnny Bairstow and David Milan. Yes, it could be one of the best of the lot, but it might be <laughs> <laughs> one of the less uh, wonderful ones. Um, Johnny Bairstow was fantastic, wasn't he? What I really love about his batting is that he senses the moment to counter-attack. And that's what he was able to do at number six. He was able to play himself in first instead of being saddled with the tail down at number seven, which he has been, and therefore having to hit out too soon because the tail enders were being blown away. This time he was able to play himself in with David Milan at the other end. And then he just sensed the moment to counter-attack you know, like great players do, and like not too many England players have done in the past. So that acceleration towards the end of the uh, first day, before the second new ball, and then even attacking the second new ball, you know, 34 off the first seven overs, then leading into today, taking his foot off the gas, playing themselves in, uh, Milan and Besto, four maidens to start the day, and then accelerating again to reach the record fifth wicket stand for England interesting times ahead what do you make of Steve Smith Shield I know you love your technical analysis and you know he could be he's eight runs away from his 22nd test century it's extraordinary isn't it yes it is a fantastic achievement it's a testimony to the state of groundsmanship around the world uh, that there are some pretty good batting surfaces out there and this is another for Australian batting purposes. I mean, he was able to wristily flick a ball on or just outside his off stump from Stuart Broad for four through square leg. Um, you can't do that if that, uh, the pitches are uncovered or jagging around. But yeah, given what conditions there are, he's absolutely amazing, his hand-eye coordination. And his ability to keep the ball on the ground all the time. I mean, it's fascinating, uh, his book, The Journey, isn't it, about how he grew up in the garden, um, 
his dad bowling to him and his mum not wanting the flowers um, being uh, cut down, so he had to keep <laughs> the ball on the lawn. Yeah, um, yeah he's kept it on the ground ever since. Mm. What a beautiful anecdote, isn't it? And, and, and very, very true. I, I sense England are running out of ways to bowl to him. You know, they've tried about three or four different plans, haven't they? And nothing's worked. Well, why didn't we see today a plan which did, at least begin with, look quite promising in Adelaide, which was Jimmy Anderson bowling round the wicket, in swingers, and the odd out swinger as well, from round the wicket at Smith, not giving him any width. Uh, that looked promising in Adelaide, and surely it was worth a go here. And yet, Jimmy Anderson bowled his first spell of four overs, and then, maybe because he, um, he fell awkwardly uh, in that first spell, he didn't come back until 34-odd overs, whereas Smith really worked those three quick bowlers hard with the new ball for the first you know 30 odd overs england's opening bowler james anderson four overs first spell and then you know disappeared for a couple of hours okay i'll put you on the spot here who is going to win the test and why be nostradamus the next few days and uh, and give me a prediction Mr. Jarvis wasn't too cheerful and optimist, was he? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say uh, likeliest winner at this stage is Australia. I can see the roof falling in uh, because England collapsed today. We, <laughs> the partnership between Basto and Milan went a long way to camouflaging it. But the reality is that we saw the biggest collapse of the series today. England losing their last six wickets for 35. And if um, there's any sort of replication of that in the second innings, then Australia will have a, a knock-offable target. Mm. And the Ashes will be all over, but you just never know. They've got a bit of spirit, this England team. It's been a good test match. And Shield, I know you enjoyed it. It's been an absolute delight to have you. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Manners. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. And remember, you can keep up with all the action at dailytelegraph.com.au. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with our Ashes Daily Report. <laughs>